Guys, what do you think of my shirt? Are you wearing it. white, black, or beige or gray today? <laughs> Joke aside, before we started this conversation, I was thinking that in my corporate career, I had to do things that were against my personal preferences. And there are people that are still doing it. I had to dress in very dull colors or rather I wasn't they weren't dull but to me they felt they didn't they, they didn't allow me to express my personality fully and so now I'm very happy that I could wear whatever I want I am speaking today to somebody who's helping people detox from the burden of achievement and there's so many people like that I'm welcoming M Megan Miller <laughs> hi Megan <laughs> Zarina I love how you how you started our conversation today as you're talking now today's not a good representation i'm in white but i was just thinking about my own journey and 15 years in corporate america and while no one told me this i just organically was drawn through to bl a bland wardrobe and i think how representative that was of how i was showing up in life just kind of bland just kind of going through it, waiting for someone to tell me what to do. And now that I've stepped into my power and my voice and found it, as we were just talking about, I'm like, yeah, let's embrace vibrant. Let's embrace color. I, I, I just, I had this whole moment in my head of my own journey as you started our conversation. Thank you today. It's amazing to be here. <laughs> amazing to have you i love your mic <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do some talk show we're going back 80s to the to the yeah. talk show era <laughs> <laughs> megan what pulled you out of the dull corporate world for mm. some people it's not dull you know let's put it as a disclaimer some people really love it and for them you know god bless you enjoy it as much as you can i also enjoyed it to a certain extent it's just that it didn't fully express who i was but so what got you out of the corporate world? Yeah, I love how you said it didn't fully express who I was. Like, I think we're all I read something the other day and it said by age 40, we could all write the same memoir, which is it's not what I thought. I thought life was worth more. And that is exactly my journey. You know, I don't think there's a right way, a wrong way. I, I I think it's if it feels right to you, it's right. So so for me, this transformation started. And Zarina, I think it, it, I know my gut was talking to me for years, my friend, for years. But it was terrifying and I didn't listen. And I had that silent gut whisper that I was meant for more. But I was getting the validation from my corporate job. I was damn good at it. I was getting the money. I was getting the validation. And I think that's when you subconsciously place yourself in a cage and stifle yourself and you don't even realize it. So life had to bring me to my knees as I think it needs to for all of us. I don't think there's a way to skirt past that. I think you need to have life bring you down to your knees for you to take action and realize, all right, enough of this. So for me, Zarina, it was this 15-year addiction, hard addiction like a drug to achieving, to getting the validation from the outside world, to climbing the corporate ladder, to thinking I'll be happy when, 
you know, do that. I'll be happy when I get the corner office, when I get the title, when I get this in the bank account, or it can be when I fit in this size jean or when I get this relationship or I get the car, whatever surface level crap you think it is. For me, it was the job. I get the corner office jobs arena running sales for this billion dollar hospitality organization and then universe life divine God, whatever word you want to use has a sick sense of humor. And they were like, you know what? Uh, check yourself because you're not living life the way you were meant to. So I had a mental breakdown alongside the busiest highway in Philadelphia. Talk about the irony in that. My whole life was kept being busy. So I wouldn't have to feel I didn't even realize it. I labeled it as achieving and climbing the corporate ladder. Then I have this mental breakdown, Zarina, and I realized, oh, my God, while I have the title, while everything looks good on social media, everything looks good on surface level. But behind the mask, the person that I won't even allow myself to be honest with myself because I was running from it. I was popping Lexapro, which is an antidepressant, so I wouldn't have to feel I was binge drinking. So I wouldn't have to feel I was overspending. So I wouldn't have to feel I was in loveless relationship after loveless relationship. So desperate for someone to just throw me a bone and cut off from my closest friends and family because I couldn't tolerate to hear how great their life was while I was just existing and hanging on. And Zarina, it's in that moment that I began to get courageous enough and get to know the person that I spent my whole life running from, which is me. And it sounds easy, but man, it is journey. It's a journey. It's 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 ugly. It's mucky. It's murry. Um, and that's been the journey that I've been on for seven years. How did you begin this journey? Zarina, I mean, that was the beginning, but how, what, what, what was the first step of the journey? Zarina, I love this question, my girl, because I feel that we all know really what to do. God, information's everywhere. You want to you wanna find a solution to everything. Hop over to your friend Google and you can find it within a 20-minute search, right? Let, maybe less than that. But it's springing into action. Like I was reading something the other day that 96% of us in the United States say that health is important to us, but only 26% of us do anything about it. So it's action. It's starting into action. And for me, Zarina, where I started was, well, a couple of things. Well, and I didn't even realize this at the time, but one, I became very intentional and aware of the content that I was feeding my mind, not just existing. Like I started to listen to podcasts that motivated me, that had me changing my mindset. Then it was amazing on these people that started to show up in my life when I started to change what I was feeding my mind, not just waking up and going right to the phone, checking the emails, doing the things starting my morning by a few moments of just pen to paper, pen to paper. And I started asking myself these four questions. I do it still to this day. And if any of your beautiful listeners or tribe wants to download it, wants to save it, wants to screen grab it, they can just go to Megan-Miller.com. It's there. It's free. And these are the four questions. One, how am I feeling today and why? Don't bulk crap yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. Like be honest. How am I feeling today and why? Number two, what is one small act of service I can do for someone else in my life? Whether it's a love note to my partner to say thinking of you by the coffee or whether it is a text to a friend or whether it's a note, an email to a colleague saying, hey, that was really cool what you did yesterday. One small act of kindness. So powerful. 
Question number three, what is one thing I can do today that'll make me happy? That'll make me happy. Whether that's getting outside for 15 minutes to feel the sun on my face or read the book or get in the garden. 10, 15, five minutes. What is one small thing I can do today that'll make me happy? And then question number four, what are three things I'm grateful for? What are three things in this moment that I feel deep appreciation for? And it sounds simple, but it's the simplest things that we know we should do that we don't. And when you ask yourself these questions, this really cool thing begins to happen, Zarina. And I wish that I could say I knew all of this. It just sort of happened, air quote, by accident. And then I got curious and I looked up the science behind it. You have a bouncer that lives up in your brain. It's called the reticular activation system. I think it's so cool. You can Google it. It's called RAS. And basically what it is, is you tell that bouncer what to let in which is why when you go shopping for the car, then you see the car everywhere. It's it's the bouncer. So when you wake up, you go right to that phone and you're annoyed. Maybe you didn't get the likes on the social feed or the email or the thing. You will find more things during that day to support that. Three minutes, Serena, of doing that, you'll have a 70% higher chance of having a bad day versus taking those few minutes in the morning to ask yourself those four questions. It's amazing how you'll show up throughout the day. When, uh, when you were talking about your first question, which was like, how am I feeling today? I was thinking, do you really know how you're feeling when you're just opening up your eyes or are you programming yourself? This is how I actually want to feel. And that's why you're writing it. Um, you know, here's the thing. And here's what's really interesting. I did not realize how limited my vocabulary was around how I was feeling it. You know, it's what, either mad, happy, sad, glad, like <laughs> that's about it. But here's what I would say. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Just write write the word, write one word down, whatever comes to mind, because here's what will happen. And here's what I've noticed. I was just talking to a girlfriend about that. And she was like, yeah, it sounds easy, but but it's hard and we struggle with that. And I said, well, yeah, well, just write one word down, write whatever comes to mind. And here's what will happen over time. It's amazing what vocabulary will expand. It's amazing, Zarina, to your point, almost you'll like find yourself changing how you show up and how you feel the words change. And then you'll also be amazed at how you answer the question, how are you for so long? Zarina, I would say, I'm fine. I'm good. It's all right. Well, I was barely hanging on. But this practice of doing this journey of asking myself this question, I found that it's almost unlocked like this courage within me. When someone says, how are you feeling today? I'm like, actually, you know what? Not good. I'm annoyed or I'm tired or it's just changed the conversation. And it's amazing when you are real and when you answer that question, how it changes, how you show up and your vulnerability and how you engage with these most basic of questions that we never even think of. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if I could add my five cents to this, please, um, because I, I sometimes um, talk about mindset in my courses. I teach some courses on healandlearn.com involving um, your expanded consciousness and manifestation and things like that. Um, and so when I had one course, the first course that I ever began with when I was trying to marry the, the remnants of my corporate career with my new business endeavor. The first course that I ever started was called Start a Business with Meaning. 
So one of these modules was exactly about mindset and um, a, a part of it actually involved this question, how are you? And what I was teaching people and what I still believe in is that you should be authentic, of course, answer with the truth, but always give a direction to where you want to be. Mm. So not leave it as it is. Like I am super frustrated, but, you know, link it to the goal where you want to find yourself. But I'm sure that I will resolve it today or within a few hours, or I need more time and I know that I will get better or I need this and that. And it will get me to where I want to be in terms of mindset. So I... never leave it as, as the, as a lurking bad feeling in a way, because also the other, the other person doesn't want to hear about your bad story. Of course, they, you, you want to inform them that your condition is not perfect. So they keep it in mind in the conversation in whatever you're doing together. Um, but it doesn't need to leave them in the, um, how to say, in this unresolved situation where they have to play a psychologist or to pull you out. Well, and that's true. And I would, I would also add on that, Zarina, it's one thing to word vomit on someone and just spew all this crap that you don't even realize. But it's another thing to say, hey, you know what? I'm like kind of feeling uneasy today and here's why, but I'm working through it. It's not in what you say, it's how you say it. And when you're aware of it, it's so powerful. And Zarina, as you were talking about, and I love this, setting the intention for how you want to feel. A girlfriend of mine, I've, I've always loved books. Books have fed my soul. And then as I got through this journey of life into my corporate world, into adulthood, books were a thing of the past. And I've, I've really got intentional on reading again. It's been such a homecoming. And she had gifted me a book, Miracle Morning. Have you read it? By no. chance. Mm -mm, no. And in these words last night that I just read, um, I believe his name's ha Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod. It's called Miracle Mornings. If anyone's a reader and wants to check it out. And he talked about setting the intention to your point. He was talking about sleep and we always we're always looking for well, how many hours are enough hours, blah, blah, blah. And he just talked about regardless of how many hours I got, whether it was five, six, seven, eight, whatever. Whenever I was going to bed, if I told myself before I went to bed, I'm going to wake up energized, like I'm going to feel good about tomorrow, I'm going to get enough sleep. He said it was so powerful in how I woke up. And, and to your point, the stories you tell yourself and the intention on how you want to feel, it's really powerful on how your body is always listening and will perform the way you tell it. I just had this whole full circle moment in my mind as you, as you were telling that story. Okay, so so Megan, what happened then? You started, how long did it take you to start to get out of this loop of corporate achievement and eventually step out of this career? Yeah. It, 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 listen, none of this happens overnight. We yeah. are so impatient as a world. I like to say Amazon is such a beautiful gift. The fact that I can order anything in my house coat and it's in my doorstep in 48 hours is a beautiful gift. But we think that's the way it should happen for life. I'm done with my job. I quit. I'm done with the relationship. I want to lose the weight. I want the money and we want it now. Like I was just listening to something the other day. Sarah Blakely, I love her, the founder of Spanx, was talking about how Warren Buffett has all these amazing, wonderful ideas on finances. And she said to him, 
why aren't more people rich? Like, why aren't people taking you up on these these really easy to follow rules? And he said, because no one has patience. They no one wants to start slow. And that's true. It's the hard facts. Zarina, it has taken me. I'm seven years in this journey. I just started this movement uh, two years ago. I did consulting work in the in the organization for two years. It's been a seven year practice, so it didn't happen overnight. And I will also say it was not my intention to leave my corporate job and start this movement and happened organically. I think we are so quick, especially in the U.S., we have this culture of make your side hustle, your full-time hustle, leave corporate America. It's going to fix everything. Here's the thing. You're bringing you to the next thing. So you got to work on you first. And when we talk about purpose and finding what it is, again, we think it's something you can get off Amazon, but you find it. Actually, you don't find it. It finds you. And the way that it finds you is when you do these two things. And it, it's how it worked in my life because this was not my intention. This happened organically. One, when you have a connection spiritually to something higher than you in a way that whatever feels right to you, there's no right way or wrong way. Because here's the thing, the faith that it gives you in whatever spiritual connection you have, it pushes through the fear and the conversations that you're having with yourself up here in your head of you versus you. And then two, these small little acts of kindness. When you get out of your own way and out of your own head, you start showing up in these small little acts of kindness for others. Question number two that we went through, it's amazing what will show up in your life. Um, so I say all that to, to say, Zarina, this was never my intention. It took seven years, but I asked myself those four questions every day. And this organically um, came into my life. So you're now helping people overcome the, the drug to achievement, to constantly achieving. Do you see this as a major, the major cause of burnout? Or why, have you, why is your focus specifically on the overachievement? Yeah, because it's who I was who I still am. I still struggle with this. This addiction to achieving as a high performer, it, it really is a drug. And I don't think it gets enough airtime, at least in the United States. You know, here's what happens. You get a real, you, you know, you book the deal, you get a really good, I don't know, raise, you uh, get some good press, like what, whatever it is in your life, right? You get the win. And then you think to yourself the next day when you don't get it, your emotions go on a slide and shoot. You're, you're searching for it for the next day. It's like your life just becomes this roller coaster of you are addicted for always looking for the high. And we never talk about that enough. So that has become this movement that I am out there preaching to corporations, to associations, to organizations on these small little micro steps that spring you from information into action that change the conversations you have in here 
and change how you talk to yourself because that's what we're never taught. So, Zarina, to answer your question, yes, I think it's a drug. I think we never talk about it because it's air quote good, especially in this United States consumerism culture to achieve and get the thing and get the nice car and look a certain way and wear the nice clothes, that that becomes your validation. And then your whole life, you're hustling up this ladder that never ends. And it's you versus you and your life isn't living. It's existing. Mm -hmm. uh, but you're right. It's um jumping off the job won't save you, you know moving on this was a very good point moving away from your corporate life does not change who you are so in the end if you don't change your internal conversation you're going to continue to be in this constant competition and and to back up this point yesterday i was watching um a short talk of um of somebody who has a very big following an influencer on youtube and she said mm, she she has something like a million million and a half uh, followers and she said I've been in in this for five years and although my hair is now blonder although you know I've gone through 32 uh, surgical procedures or whatever you know nothing has changed in who I am I am just as insecure mm. then or now as I was then or I have the same um, inhibitions when I speak to my friends it's just that people see a different persona. And she says, um, and, and look at all the influencers now. Everybody is like a copy of each other. Everybody looks the same way. And it's yet another uh, point of pressure onto everybody who's moving into their own gig and doing their own business that they now have to compete again. I think that the, the point is competition. They now have to compete in this industry where there are standards as well. So, yeah. Oh, Zarina, I yeah. love that. And listen, hand raised, I fall, I have fallen victim to that. You know, in our world, in our social world, where air quote, your worth is about your likes and your followers and the da 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 da, it can consume you and it can swallow you whole. And I do not think that we talk about that enough. I was just listening to this amazing podcast episode was with Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, amongst other things. And she was just sharing. And I thought, God, this is so true, especially for this place, Zarina, that you and I are in, that, that this this movement, this, this personal development, this helping people step into their power, is that no one is going to write you a permission slip to make time for you to get to know you. Everyone in your life wants something from you. They can have the best intentions. Most do. But if you are not aware, if you do not set up these bumper lanes, it can consume you. Megan, what's your top advice for somebody who recognizes themselves in the description of a of a of a somebody addicted to achievement? What's yeah. the first thing? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. I would say. And I love this question because that's always it. Where do I start? I have these gut whispers, but I don't know where to start. Here's the first thing I would recommend that you do. It sounds easy, but it's hard. In the morning, I know everyone's mornings is different depending on if you have kids and your lifestyle. But I would say to make at least three minutes, five minutes before you grab the phone, before you start doing all the things to ask yourself those four questions because it sounds easy, 
but man, it is hard. And the person that you're not giving yourself any time to get to know or learn is you. And when you give yourself those few moments to answer those questions, I don't care if it's in the bathroom, if you got to lock yourself in the, you know, in, in, in your car after you drop the kids off, whatever it looks like for you and what feels right, ask yourself those four questions and then keep those promises to yourself. That's the other things, Arena. We have tendency, and I've seen this so much um, in the U.S. And, and with my own friends, and I, I've even fallen victim to this too, is to wake up and you think you're going to do these things and you have the best intentions. And then what happens is your day goes off the rails. People want things from you. And the first thing that you mark off is the thing for you. The first thing you say, eh, I can't, I, I won't do that. Whether that's the prayer, whether that's the the moving your body, whether that's the walk with the girlfriend or, or the, or the yoga class or whatever it is, whatever small thing, it could even be going to the Department of Motor Vehicles and getting your license renewed. I had an expired license for years and laid on doctor's appointments because I was always canceling the thing for me. And that's where resentment builds. So I would say step one, make the time for you. Ask yourself those four questions in a way that feels right for you. Number two, keep the promise to yourself. It can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, those things that you said that you were going to do. The thing that you said was the one thing that was going to make you happy. The thing that you said you were going to do the one small act of kindness, do it regardless of what other people try to put in your calendar, keep it. And then step number three, do it consistently, rinse and repeat. It's a wonderful talk, Megan. Thank you so much. Oh, <laughs> I am my sure pleasure. that. Is there anything that, that you want to add that I missed asking you? I always ask the people, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of things, of course, we can talk for a very long time, but something that you felt like you needed to share today. Yeah, Zarina, I could have you on this. I could have you on the, I could talk to you all day long, my friend. I could be on this video with you all day long. Um, here's what I will say, and this has been coming up for me lately a lot and in a lot of conversations with friends, and I don't think this gets enough airtime. When you start to go into this journey, of making decisions that support you, of air quotes, stepping into your power, of saying the things that you're thinking, of taking the class that you're curious about. Not everyone's going to be along for the ride. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to cut you down. There are going to be people that you thought were on this journey with you that aren't. And it can feel lonely it can feel you will question yourself. You will think, what am I doing? It is easy to go back into that lane that you always knew because it's comfortable. But I ask you this, just keep listening to that inner gut whisper that is telling you to do the thing. Let that be your guiding light and continue to move forward through it. Because here's the thing, the more that you continue to do it, your people will show up your people will show up. It'll feel lonely. It'll, you'll question yourself. It's a rocky road at first as you begin to emerge out of this cage that you've put yourself in, but continue to do it because your people will show up. Thank you. How can uh, anybody who wants to work with you find you? And um, what are the, the frameworks or the... The, the type of work that you do with them? Is it a one-on-one -on -one coaching? Just how, how, how do you work with people? Yeah. Or is it companies? 
if if you are interested, if this content had you intrigued or move, you were like, I want to know more. Listen, come join the tribe. We are arms are arms are open. Come and join us, and you can find out more of us. Our social feeds. Um, the podcast, Attention to Intention. Um, we have Micro Step Monday communication where we hit your inbox every Monday with a little five-minute intention for the week. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, the TEDx talk hopefully will be up on the website at Detoxing Off the Drug of Achievement. And all of that is on Megan-Miller.com, M-E-G-A-N-M-I-L-L-E-R.com. How we can work together is bringing this movement into your corporation, uh, organization, association, church, schools. I've been really intrigued lately doing a lot uh, with our youth. The youth here in the States is really struggling with mental health. Eight out of 10 of our youth right now are, are, are struggling. So I've been bringing this intentional living movement this mindset hacks to change yourself talk into high school girls and their mothers. It's been very intriguing. I needed it for so long. But if you're interested, if, if you know an organization, association, corporation that is feeling just stale, that is feeling burnt out, that is feeling that exhaustion has become this badge of honor, there's this friction, we need to change how we're showing up because this cannot be sustainable, then come over to the website, megan-miller.com. You'll see a little tab that says work with me, put your information in there, and I'll be in touch on how we can authentically, vulnerably transform the way we show up. And that begins with the conversations we have with ourselves. Congratulations on the honorable movements you've started, Megan. And uh, thank you so much for this talk. I could really relate to everything you were saying. I'm oh, sure that a lot of the listeners <laughs> would also relate. Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for this movement. Like I, I love what you're doing here within your community. I, I was reading some of the grow, um, learn guests that you've had on and the conversations that you've had. And it really is all about the lessons. Like, I think that the universe life is the greatest teacher of all time. If we are looking for the lesson. And that is what you are doing here with these stories and these conversations. And it's such a beautiful gift. And I know it takes a lot of work. And thank you for continuing to push through and do it because it's so powerful. So thank you, Zarina, for the work that you do in the community you're building. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast.
podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.